The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I am joined by Jenna Tobel and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Last week, we did the potpourri show. Yeah. Everything and everything. <clears throat> Actually, it was uh, wire transfers, routing numbers, of dra- overdraft fees. I don't know. It was just a hodgepodge of everything dealing with uh, financial terminology, I guess. So yeah. I, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so today we're going to dig into the basics of using a loan to purchase a vehicle. So auto loans, vehicle loans, that's what we're talking about today. Um, And I know this seems like it's probably kind of a straightforward concept, um, but there's actually a lot of things to think about and consider when it comes to vehicle loans. Um, I would say there's probably about $1.8 trillion out there in auto loan debt across the United States, which is about nine percent of all the debt in the u.s so this isn't something that is abnormal by any means for people to have most people i know have an auto loan or have had an auto loan at some point in their life so it's not it's not this just random thing that nobody ever experiences or is very minimally experienced it's one of the more common types of debt that people go into but there's still a lot of things that people don't realize or know about it or Um, you know, aspects of it to consider that you don't think about until it's right in front of you, but can be really helpful to know about beforehand. So that's kind of what we're going to dig into today. Well, makes sense. I mean, for most people, it's the second most expensive thing that they'll purchase in their life. Yeah, yeah. Except for those who can afford private jets and yachts. Yeah, (laughs) you know, they probably have some pretty expensive cars, too. That's true, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the average amount of an auto loan is, uh, for a new loan, is around 32,000. For used vehicles, it's around 20,000, which puts you at about an average monthly payment of probably around seven or $470 a month. So it's not a small no. payment by any means, um, especially if you have a, a larger loan. Um, definitely something that you need to budget for, that's for sure. I'm still, I'm old <laughs> enough that I'm still shocked by those numbers. Oh, I know. I can still remember when a new, a brand new car was under 4000 Yeah, the car wow. I have now, I bought it brand new. Um, gosh. It's a 08. I bought it brand new and it was less than $20,000. <laughs> and there's no way I could do that <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the average interest rate on auto loans too is not, it's not super high because it is a secured loan, um, but they can get high. So I would say the average is probably around four and a half to 4.75% interest rate on across the US. So it's obviously different in different pockets of the world, but, um, it's, it's something you got to know about, or you're going to make some bad choices because there's a lot of choices and things to consider when it comes to any type of loan and auto loans are no different. So, okay. Uh, Obviously, um, those bad choices could cost you a lot of money too, over the life of this kind of loan. Absolutely. Excellent topic. And I, hopefully everybody will benefit from another little snippet of financial literacy. So I guess the first question, do you have to take out a loan to purchase a vehicle? 
you do not have to take out a loan to purchase a vehicle. Um, In other episodes, we've talked about um, having money in your savings account, saving up for that new vehicle. Um, You know, new vehicles, like we said, are very expensive. So, you know, savings accounts might be best for a used car if you're not going to buy new off the lot. Um, Saving up for that is a good option. Um, Another good option is if you have a home equity line of credit. So sometimes people will get that, and a home equity line of credit can be um, available to you to use when you want to, and then as you pay it back, it's available again. Sometimes people will use that. Um, It is a loan product, but it might give you a good rate, and it would be really easy to use, and you could just write a check and get your car and be good to go. Um, Other things that people do, you can use, um, you don't have to have a full loan on your car. You could use some of your savings account and then some of a loan, um, kind of do a combination. Another one might be um, if you've got a trade-in. A trade-in can work as, you know, a down payment basically on a car to get a a little bit lesser of a loan. Um, So you could have a trade-in, a down payment, and then finance part of it. That's probably the most common that we see to be honest with you. Um, You can also do a lease, which is basically renting a vehicle long-term. And then, of course, you can finance either with a dealer or your financial institution. So obviously a ton of options, a ton of stuff to consider as you move forward if you're planning to make a vehicle purchase. Is there some sort of rule of thumb for how much of a down payment you should have or save before you go ahead with the purchase? Yeah, there's a couple rules of thumb. Um, You know, the best would be if you can put 20% down, that's really what you want to aim for. So if you're saving money, um, that's kind of how you want to think of it. Um, Average down payment comes out to about 12%, maybe even a little bit less. Um, There are some advantages to having a down payment. So by having a down payment, you'd lower your monthly payment amounts. So when a car is so expensive and you're paying $470 a month, that's a lot. Maybe you can only afford $400, so if we can figure back how much of a down payment would help you get to that payment amount, that'd be the easiest way to go. Uh, using savings for that down payment can help you know, keep your monthly rate down. Um, <clears throat> not all lenders will do auto loans without some type of down payment. So you know, for any lender to do a loan, there's a risk. You know, The risk is that someone's not going to pay it. But if you as a borrower puts money down, now you've got stake in it. So if I put $10,000 down on a vehicle, now I'm going to lose $10,000 if I don't pay for that loan as well. So some places won't do it without any kind of a down payment. And I imagine that from the financial institution's point of view, the minute, if it's a brand new vehicle, the minute it drives off the lot, you know, it depreciates some. You bet it does. So yep. they, they're out that as security at that point, too. As well, yeah. Well, and another reason that you don't want to finance the entire 100% of the vehicle um, is because when you do that, and you include the tax, the title, the license, like you said, when you drive off the lot, it depreciates. So you're already going to be what we call upside down. So upside down means that the value of the car is no longer, you know, you owe more than it's worth, is what that means. And we right. see that kind of frequently, unfortunately. Well, I think almost everybody for a period of time faces that if it's a new vehicle. Right. It's kind of frightening, too, because if there were some, you know, if you had the bad misfortune of being in a crash right after you purchased it and the way you could end up as the old saying owing money on a dead horse potentially yes a little bit a little, yeah a little later i'm going to give you some insight on how you could avoid that okay <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to that yeah. all right obviously with the price of vehicles being what they you know thirty-two thousand the average for a new car or vehicle um most people are going to need some sort of financing what 
what's the first step in the process? Do I find my vehicle first or do I go find my financing first? Well, I think the best thing to do is decide where you're going to get your financing. So I think it's important for every single person out there to be an educated buyer. So when you go to walk into a dealership, let's say you're buying a new car, it can be very overwhelming and very stressful. Um, if you do your work ahead of time, you can focus on shopping for the car and not worrying about that financing piece. If you've gone to your finance, you already have that financing in place. So I don't know if about the last time you bought a car, but the last time I bought a car was there for hours on end. And it was it was excruciating. <laughs> um, oh my! I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't enjoy the process um, behind that. So, you know, and I wasn't as educated. I had to buy quickly because a different car got told out, and I was in need of car. So that was my fault. But so I'm saying, be educated. So you know, if you research rates and terms that are out there at different financials, um, don't talk to just one place. You can find out, you know, on websites very easily um, what people's rates are, what their terms are and what you should consider. Um, you know, something to really pay attention to, dealerships will always, um, not always, but often, offer 0% financing. I will tell you it's not always the best option. It okay. seems like it, but sometimes there are other fees involved, and you actually may p pay more than 0%, pay more on a 0% loan than you might on a 2.99% loan. Um, lenders outside of dealerships will help you work the numbers and give you the straight, you know, this is what you save here, okay. this is what you save there. So going back to last week, and I talk about APR, right? Mm -hmm. Would that figure, all those fees, figure in on that 0% loan? Uh, do they also have to supply you with an APR? Um, they should have to supply that, but I don't, know if they give, I don't know if they have rules to give it up front like we would at a financial institution. Oh, I'm okay. not sure that they have the compliance standards that we have. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, so my next step would be, you know, once you get that, you found your financial institution, get pre-approved. So the benefits of getting pre-approved, you know, is, is when you go, you know, I have, I can go up to $30,000 on my vehicle or I can go up to, you know, 29,000 plus tax title license. That way you're good to go. Um, and, and you'll you know just, what your payments will be at that level too. You would. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, if you go a little under, you might have a lower payment. If you go a little over, you might have a higher payment. But if you are pre-approved, there's probably stipulations in that, that you, your vehicle has to be a certain age and a certain price range. And so it's just something to keep in touch with your lender when you're looking, doing that shopping. Okay. And I imagine the biggest one will be new or used. For sure. Yes. As definitely. far as the size of the loan is concerned. Yep. The nice part about if you are pre-approved, though, is you could potentially just write a check from your account at the dealership, and we'll do the we'll finance the loan on the back end before yeah. that check clears. Okay. What we're talking about is financing a vehicle purchase and all the different things we need to know to be financially literate and make good money moves. And we'll continue right after this on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is Newstalk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell along with Michelle Dodd and Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. And the topic this week is vehicle loans. Big vehicle loans. Well, <laughs> pretty much that's the way it's going. Um, I guess I'm. What are what are all the factors that affect what the size of my payment will be when I make this big purchase of a, of a newer used vehicle? 
Sure. I think there's really four main factors here. Um, the first one's going to be your credit score. So there's two ways that financial institutions base that your interest rate. Um, some places will do it. Here's our rate. Um, if you qualify for the loan, you get the rate. The problem with that is sometimes people don't qualify because their credit score is too low, and then they're just denied. The other way to do it, which is what First Alliance does, is we base the rate on your credit score. The higher your credit score, the lower your rate. The lower your credit score, the higher your rate, but you at least can get the loan that way and rather than be denied. So that's one impact on it. Another one, another effect to be the, law, um, the length of your payment. The longer uh, term of the loan, the lower the payment would be. You know, most people will say, I want to go out as long as I can. <laughs> so um, we have to be careful because there's some restrictions with vehicles because they lose their value over time. So if the term ends up being too long, again, they become upside down on that vehicle and it's not worth, you know, what, it, what you owe. Um, best way to, that we figure out the term for people is we find out first, what's a comfortable payment for you? If $400 is comfortable, then we'll see how, what kind of term that puts us at. If 550 is comfortable, that might put you at a shorter term. So we kind of work it backwards. Okay. Yeah. So another the third one would be the interest rate. Obviously, the better the rate, the less interest you pay out of over time. Um, so that's something that you know lenders can do calculations for ahead of time and kind of play with some numbers, so to speak, and kind of see what's there. Um, I'll be honest. In this rate environment, rate rates are really good on vehicles right now. So really that 299 to 2.5 to 3.5 isn't going to change your payment dr too drastically a few dollars a month maybe okay that was going to be my question is what is the range when you're talking about the different credit scores it, right now it's really not that big is it um well it can be you know you can go from anywhere if you're looking at a brand new car you can look at 2.79 anywhere up to 17.99 is the oh. highest we go okay that, that yeah. is big then okay it is but again those people that are paying 17.99 may not be able to get a loan somewhere else okay and we do have kind of a rule of thumb which i was going to talk about later but i can talk about now is our goal here at the credit union is to get everybody to what we call the 700 club because if your credit score is over 700 you're going to get the best rates we offer yep so and that's what this program's calling all about too right is helping yep. people do the right thing so they're part of that 700 club Right, exactly. So um, the yeah. last effect, just real quick, is okay. the amount you borrow. So obviously, the more you borrow, the more your payment's going to be. Okay. So, so is the interest rate also dependent on, let's say, if I if I take out the five-year loan, I'm going to have a little bit higher rate than if I take out a three-year loan or two-year? Yes. Okay. Yep. And that's going to vary from financial to financial. Also, the year of the vehicle. So we would consider 2019 and newer, a new vehicle, 2018 and older, a used vehicle. So like the two years is a higher. rule of thumb is like two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you almost have to envision this matrix of <laughs> to help us kind of figure out what your particular payment is going to end up being. You know, we have to look at all these factors and where you fall in that matrix. And let's say I'm just kind of going off of what Michelle mentioned earlier about the 700 club. You know, if you get to a point where you're not able to afford a payment or you don't have a comfortable payment that we can get you into based on what you're looking at, you know, that's when we would kind of work with you to improve your credit score um, and ask you to maybe wait a couple months to make sure that we can get you into a more comfortable payment versus just going, well, this is just where you're at. So this is what you have, you know, that works for some people, but we, 
we want to work with you to make sure that you are getting that comfortable loan payment. We don't want to push you into something that isn't going to be good for you in the long term, which is a little bit different approach than some lenders take mostly. You know, yeah, they tend to want to just... True. They tend to just want to get your money and push you back out the door and see what happens, you know, but we want to set you up for success. So there are going to be some points where, you know, we might go, well, you know, hold on a second. Let's talk about this and see what we can do to get you a little bit better credit score because, you know, you might be right on that line. And if you waited three months and did a couple things to improve your credit, you could get that lower interest rate and have that more affordable payment. So you might also be able to get a little bit more of a down payment during that time span as well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that we see quite often is if you haven't bought a car for three or four years, you don't know that the average car is (laughs) 32,000 and that the average payment's 470. (laughs) So people come in and be like, what's a comfortable payment? 300 bucks for five, five years. Okay, well, you can get a car for twenty thousand or less then, and people are like, no, I want you know more yeah. than that. Yeah. So it's it, that's why that education first is important because you don't want to go out on a car lot, pick out a really expensive you know thirty five thousand dollar car, and then find out that you can't afford that payment. That, that that's kind of heartbreaking. It'd be better to know ahead of time mm-hmm. what you can shop with. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the length of the loans. Is there? I mean, the, the five year loan is common, obviously, with a, vehicles being thirty thousand dollars or more. Um, is is it tougher to get them when they're longer? Or how long? How far out can you go nowadays? Um, you know, I I don't prefer to go longer than six years, so seventy two months. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're looking at you know cars depreciate over time right. and you know get a lot of miles on them and and honestly most people don't keep a car over three years anyway. So you know that that might put them at an upside down point if we go out too long. Speaking of upside down, the dead horse scenario. That's such a sad visual. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm old. I can't help it. But that that was the term we always used when you still had the loan on the thing and it's at the wrecking yard and it's gone and you have to keep making payments on it because it wasn't worth enough when it got totaled to pay off the loan. So we'll talk about that, I guess. I'll I'll try to come up with a more suitable term. How's that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, we take this quick break. We'll be back with more Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 F. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back to Good Money Moves here on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd with First Alliance Credit Union. The topic today, vehicle loans and uh, all sorts of things you need to know. And should know, educate yourself before you actually go out and shop for the vehicle. Put yourself in a better position, for sure. So, I I can't come up with anything better. Sorry, Jenna. (laughs) It's just something my grandpa used to always say. You don't want to be caught paying for a dead horse. (laughs) And your car is kind of like a horse. You know, at least for my grandpa it was. Well, Um, technically multiple horses if you really (laughs) want to get into it. Hundreds of them. Okay, so what are some of the other things you, you need to have? in your mind being that you need to consider when you go out and buy this vehicle sure well let's start right with the dead horse coverage (laughs) so we we tend to call that gap it's i think guaranteed asset protection it stands for that sounds better so if you so gap so if you get an accident it helps you when you owe more than the the car is worth 
so or more than the insurance company will pay you because an, a loan with a financial will have to have full coverage insurance. Um, so if your insurance company, uh, if you fall short, so let's use some numbers. Let's say your car is $15,000 loan and you owe, let's see, you owe $15,000, your car is worth twelve. If you get into an accident, there's a $3,000 deficit that you're going to have to come up with to pay off that loan, um, regardless of what happens. If you have gap insurance, it will cover that $3,000 for you. So it will take care of it. So it's it's a very valuable thing, especially as quick, quickly as cars depreciate. Is it expensive? I, um, well, I can talk about ours. So I'm, I believe dealerships still sell it, but... I, I work here, but I think ours is the best I've ever seen. So for ours, it's $450. It's a flat fee. We can add it to the price of the loan. So not only do you get that $3,000 difference, there's a couple of extra benefits that ours has, and these are where I see the biggest value. So you also get $500 toward deductible assistance. So um, that's a portion that you get. You also, if you finance your next car, so you total that car, you have to buy a new one. If you finance that with First Alliance and then you get the gap coverage on that, we will, as soon as that is all in place, take $1,000 off the principal of your new loan. Hmm. So the $500 de- um, deductible assistance plus the 1000 is a value of 1500 bucks for 450 Is that 450 just the number? So if it's a $20,000 vehicle or a $40,000 vehicle? or yep. does it doesn't oh. matter. Oh, wow. Okay. doesn't matter. Also, the neat thing about this is that deductible coverage can be used on any auto loan that your name is on the title. So Joe Member is on a title for his daughter's car. It also has a problem. They can get that 500 deductible assistance as well, just because they own it on this other car that's financed with us, and they have the policy. So over the next week, I would like to know if anybody comes in and requests dead horse insurance. Okay, (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) All right, a couple other things to consider. Um, Dealerships offer extended warranties. This is what can get overwhelming for someone going in to purchase a car because you maybe aren't thinking ahead of this that they're going to talk to you about it. And there's a lot of different options. Um, a lot of times you're paying for that warranty ahead of time for the whole life of the vehicle. Um, just be cautious. Um, it can get confusing. Also, check and see if you can cancel that coverage. You know, what's covered? There's a lot to think about. Um, one thing that we offer here at First Alliance is mechanical repair coverage. So if you come in, you get pre-approved, and you say, this is what I'm thinking, we can tell you what our warranty type looks like, um, and we can compare it to what the dealers offer. So if, you, you know, if you're in a hurry to go buy that car and you just do it at the dealership, you may not see both options. We will definitely lay out both options for you. Um, can add it to your loan, you know, just really easy. Um, and we want to make sure we give you the best price and the best coverage for what you need. So that's another option. Uh, the last option that people should know about going into buying a car is um, it's called debt protection. This is also sold by dealerships um, as well as financials. Um, it normally covers you in the event that, um, so life protection would cover you in the event you pass away. Um, this is almost worse if you drove off that lot and you got an accident and it ended your life, the loan would be paid off. Where this really benefits is for a cosigner. So if I sign a, this is a terrible thing to talk about, but if I co-sign for my child, my 24-year-old gets in an accident and passes away, how am I going to cover the loan payments? Because it wasn't really my car, it was her, you know? So I've seen that in play before for people as well. Oh, goodness, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a hard one to talk about, but it's a really big benefit for people. Um, it also can cover disability. So if you come, become disabled and you don't, um, you can get paid out as a benefit based on the disability um, and, and your plan. 
Um, so that's that's a nice one. So there's life and life protection, disability protection. And at First Alliance, we have a couple other kind of neat options. One is called, this is the hardest words for me to say, involuntary unemployment. Try to say <laughs> that three times. Um, basically, if you get laid off from your job and you have this protection, it would make your loan payments until you're back at work. Um, it really came into play a lot this year. Um, I bet. People when COVID hit. And it's, when so. you're talking about $470 a month for the average car payment, mm-hmm. that's no small thing, that's for sure. Right. Right. And I mean, there is a cost to this. So there's a few dollars in your loan payment every month. But again, if we figure, if we ask what your comfortable payment is, we can work that right into your payment amount. Okay. So you're still at a comfortable place. The last one on this part is called hospitalization. This is my favorite. And this is interesting because a lot of times you don't think that something's going to happen. But if you become hospitalized and you're admitted to the hospital for 48 consecutive hours and you have this insurance, you'll get three months payments made when you file that claim. Don't want to wish that on anybody, but it would be a good thing to have. No, a few years ago, I had, out of the blue, had pancreatitis, and I was in the hospital for 48 hours um, over that, and would have been nice to get three months worth of payments just for that long weekend I had in the hospital. That's a good way to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the nice part about, the nice part about the debt protection, um, I know we're talking about car loans, but debt protection can be on any loans that we do here at First Alliance. So we can put any of those, and you can pick which ones you want, so you can kind of pick from the menu of options. Super good stuff. Thank you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I should really know the answer to this, Michelle, but I'm going to ask it of you anyway. <laughs> Are these options things that you have to have when you take the loan out, or is it something you can add on later to your loan? We, we can add them on at any time to the loan. Oh, I did not know that. There's a new yeah. one. So this is about financing an automobile or a truck or whatever it may be. Um, vehicle loans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that if I go to your website, I can learn a lot more than we even discussed today. Absolutely. Yeah, I encourage everyone to visit firstalliancecu.com, learn more about auto loans, learn more about these different types of protections and extended warranties and things that Michelle talked about a moment ago. Um, We've got an auto loan payment calculator out there that can kind of help you get a feel for what your payment would be before you even apply so that way you're not shocked when they they ask you what you're comfortable with you'll know what your payment's probably going to look like um and if you're just kind of starting planning to get a new vehicle i would suggest you know downloading our budgeting calculator that we've mentioned many times on the show before to help you get a good feel for what that payment would look like in your budget um, we also have a really unique um, guide on our vehicle loans page it's a used car buying checklist and it, what that is designed to do is to help make sure that you're not purchasing a lemon of a vehicle um so i would suggest if you're considering buying used that you download the checklist and bring it with you when you're looking for a used vehicle just to help kind of protect yourself um, from anything that might not seem quite right or that way at least you know what you're getting into if you do have some repairs that might need to be made to a used vehicle Um, and of course just in general for more financial literacy i always recommend that everyone goes to firstalliancecu.com slash podcast to listen to all the past episodes that we've talked about um, today and and listen to any that might help you make good money moves in the future you can also subscribe to good money moves podcast on apple google spotify and tune in podcasting services Um, but of course 
if you have more specific questions um, and you just want to sit down and talk with somebody about your options and get pointed in the right direction when it comes to purchasing a, a vehicle for yourself, I would just encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. You know, we're going to help you get pointed in the right direction and you know help you meet your vehicle ownership goals. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jenna and Michelle. Yes. We'll chat again and learn about making good money moves on our next episode here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.